The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. The Pharisees went off and plotted how they might entrap Jesus in speech. They sent their disciples to him with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are a truthful man and that you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. And you are not concerned with anyone's opinion, for you do not regard a person's status. Tell us, then, what is your opinion? Is it lawful to pay the census tax to Caesar or not? Knowing their malice, Jesus said, Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin that pays the census tax. Then they handed him the Roman coin. He said to them, Whose image is this and whose inscription? They replied, Caesar's. At that he said to them, Then repay to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. The Gospel of the Lord. Last Saturday, the church gained uh, newly beatified, which means that he is one step closer to being proclaimed a saint. His name was Carlo Acutis. He lived in Milan, Italy. In 2006, Carlo died from leukemia at the age of 15. He was skilled in computer technology. He had many friends, he enjoyed video games, but that's not the reason he is called Blessed Carlo Acutis now. He had a deep love for Jesus, especially in the Holy Eucharist. He had a deep love and devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary and the Rosary. This young man lived a truly holy life. That's why he is now one step closer to sainthood. He was quoted as saying, All people are born as originals, but many die as photocopies. It's great wisdom from a teenager. All people are born as originals, but many die as photocopies. I think his words really connect with the gospel today. The Pharisees ask Jesus if it is lawful to pay the census tax. And then Jesus asks them, whose image is on the coin? It was Caesar's image. And Jesus says, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and to God what belongs to God. The coin is imprinted with the image of Caesar. It symbolizes what belongs to the world. You and I, we are imprinted with the image of God. And therefore, even though we live in the world, we belong to God. Every human person is an original, as Blessed Carlos said, made in the image and likeness of God. But many do die as photocopies because they allow themselves to be more conformed to the world than to the God who made them. What Jesus is saying is, yes, we have to be good and faithful citizens in the world, but we cannot belong to the world. We have to live our lives for the Lord. 
See, you belong to God. Give yourself to him, Jesus is saying. Being made in the image of likeness of God, we are meant to radiate his presence in the world by the way that we live. The glory of man is God, is the glory of God is man fully alive, as St. Irenaeus said. We are citizens in the world, but we are not of the world. Now, that doesn't mean that we are meant to ignore some very important worldly matters. On the contrary, Jesus makes it clear that we are to be good and active and law-abiding citizens. We have to pay our taxes, obey the law. We have to participate in public life and civic life, voting. And I think this gospel is very timely for us, especially with the elections drawing near. Jesus tells us to be good citizens, but he tells us to give to God what belongs to God. And so our lives should be surrendered to the Lord. The gospel should be lived in our lives each and every day. The gospel should shape our participation in public life. The gospel, that is, that should shape our participation in public life. This means that as Catholics, we should never put all of our faith and all of our trust and hope in politicians or a political party or one candidate. I think this is a real temptation for Catholics today. We are not saved by a politician. We are not saved by a political party. We are saved by Jesus Christ. The Lord said through the prophet Jeremiah, cursed is the one who trusts in human beings. I think that's a great admonition for us before election. Cursed is the one who trusts in human beings. One of the great weaknesses, it seems, in Catholicism in the United States is the tendency that many Catholics have to hold up their favorite politician or political party as the embodiment of what we believe as Catholics, the embodiment of the Catholic faith. Many Catholics are so consumed by politics that they put their politics above their faith. They put their political party above the gospel. Many Catholics have allowed their political ideology to shape their Catholicism rather than to allow their Catholicism to shape their political ideology. No candidate, no party embodies the fullness of the Catholic faith. You and I, on the other hand, we are called to embody the fullness of the faith, the fullness of the gospel. We're called to live the gospel each and every day. And there are so many vital issues that our Catholic faith proposes to us as we approach election time. There is no doubt that we are called to stand for the right to life. We'll do that today on the Walk for Life. We are called to stand for the right to life from conception to natural death. Abortion is the great moral evil of our time. 
We do have an obligation to stand for life. We have an obligation to, to pressure our politicians to uphold the dignity of life in the womb. As faithful Catholics, as faithful citizens, we cannot distance ourselves, however, from other important issues that are really crucial to building a culture of life. Many Catholics are against abortion, as we ought to be. We ought to be. And yet many of these same Catholics fully embrace euthanasia. Many of these same Catholics fully embrace the death penalty. Many Catholics embrace a subtle or not so subtle form of xenophobia labeling most immigrants as criminals or just simply unwanted. Many Catholics embrace a radical individualism, looking down upon those who might be in need of assistance. Many Catholics embrace unfettered capitalism. Now, we're not against capitalism. We're against socialism, and we are against completely unchecked, unbridled, unfettered capitalism. That's been very clear in the church's teaching. And what happens is many Catholics who embrace that might not have a, a, a need or see a desire to, for the rights of workers or, or the poor. There's a danger when we allow ourselves to be completely aligned with one political ideology, with one political party, with one candidate who we believe is going to be our salvation, our worldly salvation. The truth is that as Catholics, we ought to see ourselves as politically homeless. No candidate, no party, no ideology fully embraces the gospel. So we must give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Let's be good and faithful, diligent citizens. But we must give to God what belongs to God, meaning that we must surrender ourselves to the Lord to be a living witness of the gospel in the world. To be conformed to the Lord, yes. To be conformed to a political party or candidate or ideology, no. I came across a good reflection question as I was preparing this homily, and I want to propose it to each one of us. This is what the author posed to us as a question. If one were to settle the question as to whom our lives belong, one must look at the engraved image in our souls. Whose would it be, Caesar's or God's? God who has shaped, known, and called us even before we were born.